What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Zoned In on NCAA podcast. My name is Tyler Gibb, and I will be your host for this episode. And today we will be breaking down student-athletes and where they stand with receiving money for their name and likeness. We're going to look at the NCAA's take on this and how we can you know, get these athletes to receive those benefits. Let's start by looking at the NCAA bylaws. Um, this is bylaw 2.9. It states what it means for these athletes to be amateurs. This bylaw says, student-athletes shall be amateurs in an intercollegiate sport and their participation should be motivated primarily by education and by the physical, mental, and social benefits to be derived. Student participation in intercollegiate athletics is an avocation, and student-athletes should be protected from exploitation by professional and commercial enterprises. So the NCAA, with this bylaw, they're stating that an athlete's purpose in playing collegiate sports is for gaining an education and receiving the physical, mental, and social benefits that comes with the participation in these sports. But the next part is what confuses me, is it says the participation in intercollegiate sports is an avocation, and they should be protected from exploitation by professional and commercial enterprises. I don't think that's what the athletes want. The athletes want to be able to benefit from their talents. They don't necessarily want to be protected from all of that. Um, so this is what different states and people are trying to, to get to change, is that athletes are able to benefit from their name and likeness. Um, California, the state of California, recently passed an act called the Fair Pay to Play Act. And this is allowing you know, athletes to receive more benefits. Tom Goldman of NPR, he explained the bill. He said, the law will allow California student athletes to earn money from endorsements, sponsorship deals, and other activities related to their athletic skill. They'll be able to hire agents. The bill will not require colleges and universities to pay players. So that last sentence there is a big deal of what this Fair Pay to Play Act um, entails. Athletes are not going to receive a base salary or just receive money because they are playing college sports. Rather, they can make money for being in commercials, signing endorsements, signing with companies based off of their name and likeness. So essentially, if, if an athlete sells jerseys that are their jerseys, they'll receive money from that. Or if they feature in you know, a commercial for cars or food, they can receive money for that. I think we need to be very cautious with how we go about all this. Um, I think we can't have California be in on this Fair Pay to Play Act and nobody else. I think it either needs to be all states in or all states out. It's going to get too tricky once, you know, once we get just one state in or a couple states in because those states are going to have an advantage. Um, let's look at why, the, why California went ahead and, and passed this Fair Pay to Play Act. Marcus Thompson, in, a, in an article in The Athletic, he says, The Fair Pay to Play Act is hoping to spark a movement that forces the hand of the NCAA, a private entity not bound by state laws. The athletes could still be ruled ineligible by the governing body of college sports. So California, when they passed this, they knew that the NCAA was going to have to do something about this. The NCAA, they do have the ability to you know, rule players ineligible or to ban teams from their, their tournaments that they host, March Madness, bowl games. Um, but California is banking on the NCAA not doing that because it will affect the product of college sports and that they're going to have to you know, change their bylaws, change what athletes are allowed to benefit from. And so that's a big, that's a big deal for, for California. They're trying to force this on the NCAA, but 
you know, what's going to end up happening. The NCAA does have the ability to rule players ineligible, but they can't stop them from receiving that money now that California has passed this act. Um, let's look into what has sparked this this big movement of athletes receiving, you know, more benefits for their talents. Why is this becoming such a big deal? They do receive money from scholarships. Uh, the scholarships help to, on NCAA.org, it explains that full scholarships cover tuition and fees, room, board, and course-related books. So they aren't receiving any money themselves that they can spend on entertainment, but all of their essential needs for their education, their rooming, and board is paid for with those scholarships. On scholarshipstats.com, it shows that Division I male athletes are making, from their scholarship, its, it's average worth is 17000 $670 and females it's $18,517. So that is about on average what they're receiving annually from you know for for their schooling. How much is that for them? You know, should they be receiving more? We're going to we're going to look into that. In Emmy Martin's CNBC article, she did a study to show what non-college athlete student average salaries are. And in her study, she shows that the average non-athlete college student athlete salary between the ages of 18 to 24 is t- between $21,944 and $27,300. So that is, you know, between three and $10,000 more than what these athletes are receiving for their scholarships. Mark Edelman of Forbes magazine, he shows that the athletes are giving 43.3 hours of work into their sport each week, which is more than a full-time job for for what a you know a normal full-time employee is working in a week. So we see that athletes are definitely giving in the time um, to receive you know benefits from their work. Mark Edelman, he also wrote a paper for the SSRN showing that the NCAA oversees nearly every aspect of the $11 billion industry that it is. So these athletes are bringing in $11 billion to their industry. $11 billion. I don't think that those, you know, non-athlete students that are making on average between twenty-one and twenty-seven thousand are bringing in this money to an eleven billion-dollar industry. They are not the driving forces for an eleven billion-dollar industry that these athletes are, and so that's where everyone, you know, says, "Why are these athletes not getting paid, or why are they not able to receive benefits when they are bringing in, you know, eleven billion dollars to their industry?" In a 2013 study by the National College Players Association and Drexel University Sports Management Program, they found that the fair market value for your average Division I football player is $137,357. For Division I basketball players, their fair market value is $289,829. So you can see that based on what those athletes are bringing in, they're receiving well over $100,000 in in basketball players' cases, well over 200000 less for their scholarship worth than what their fair market value is. And so that is why, you know, it's seen as very unfair that these athletes are not receiving money for their, for their talents. But the NCAA, they can't afford to be paying players like that. These universities, they have to fund over 20 sports in most cases. And it's just not fair that basketball and football players are making that much money while these other sports programs in the universities don't have the money to fund their program. 
It, it can't be just about football and basketball. If it is, then sure, we can pay these players. But the football program at these universities is what is funding these other sports programs. So we can't take all the money and give it to the football players and not have any of these athletes you know, playing their sports at the collegiate level. That's not going to solve this problem. So we have to figure out how we're going to find this balance of these athletes that are bringing in the money, these football, basketball players, that bring in a majority of the money. How do we you know, help them to see benefits but not eliminate these other sports? And, and I don't know how much answer we have to that question. Athletes, they, the athletes that are involved in this, you know, it's really interesting to hear their takes. And we're going to hear from two of the most iconic players in, in their respective sports with LeBron James and Tim Tebow in college football, who is one of the most, you know, legendary college football players to ever play. First, we're going to hear a quote from LeBron James. Um, he's been a large advocate of student athletes capitalizing on their likeness. He was in a situation coming out of high school where he could have chosen chosen to go play college basketball or go straight to the NBA um, and skip college. And he ended up deciding to go straight to the NBA because his family would not have been able to benefit from his college experience. Whereas if he did go pro, he could immediately start making that money for his family. We're going to listen to what LeBron James had to say about this after practice. So there we hear from LeBron James on his take. He said it was personal to him. That's why he feels for these other athletes. Um, he's claiming that these student athletes, they, they're not going to be able to benefit from their likeness when they call, play college sports. His family wouldn't have been able to do it. And there's a lot of other families out there that, you know, that aren't going to be able to benefit from that as well. And he doesn't think that it's appropriate for universities to take all that money that the athletes are bringing in. Um, so he wants, he wants these athletes and their families to be taken care of. And for the right reasons, we don't want these athletes and their families to not be able to benefit from their, from their talent. Um, but Tim Tebow, he is one of the greatest college football quarterbacks to ever play. Won the Heisman Trophy. He sold more jerseys than any other college player. If anyone has a right to be upset about not making money for his name or likeness, you know, you have to look at it's Tim Tebow. He made more money for Florida University and sold more jerseys than, than anyone you can think of. And he recently joined ESPN First Take. Let's hear what Tim Tebow had to say about this. But now we're changing it from us, from we, from my university, from being an alumni where I care, which makes college football and college sports special, to then, okay, it's not about us, it's not about we, it's just about me. And yes, I know we live in a selfish culture where it's all about us, but we're just adding and piling it onto that, where it changes what's special about college football. We turn it into the NFL, where who has the most money, that's where you go. That's why people are more passionate about college sports than they are about NFL. That's why the, 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 um, the stadiums are bigger in college than they are in the NFL. Because it's about your team. It's about your university. It's about where my family wanted to go. It's about where my grandfather had a dream of seeing Florida win an SEC championship. And you're taking that away so that young kids can earn a dollar. And that's just not where I feel like college football needs to go. That's fair, that Passionate take there by Tim Tebow. You can see how strong he feels about this. Um, how much he loved the game that he played. And so, you know, we, we got to try to find that balance. 
LeBron James and Tim Tebow, they both bring up very valid points from personal experiences that they've had. LeBron James, he knows his family wouldn't have been able to receive the benefits they needed from him playing college sports. Whereas Tim Tebow, he views it as a huge privilege and opportunity that he had to play for, you know, Florida University. And, you know, it's it was a big tradition and a love for him and his family. They they both know how much work is put into perfecting their sports. Um, LeBron James, he wants to protect these athletes and make sure that they're receiving the benefits that they need. While Tim Tebow, you know, he wants to protect the authenticity and the love of the game. So how do we try to do both? Um, when I look at this, you know, I almost lean more towards the approach of Tim Tebow. You see in college sports, these athletes, they love playing the game. They love being out there representing their university. Sure, would they love to be making money for it? Yeah, but I don't think that if they're not making money, obviously we see, you know, athletes, they're not not playing college sports because of the money. I think they love the game so much. Yes, it gets pretty ridiculous when the NCAA is suspending people for going out to lunch with a buddy and and they get their meal paid for or they receive a free pair of shoes or, you know, go on a trip with someone and they get suspended for this. We can't have that in college sports. These athletes, they need to be able to benefit from their name and their likeness. Um, So I think right now, you know, you have to pass these laws that athletes can receive money. They can hire an agent and receive money from their name and likeness, um, from these commercials, from these endorsements. But we need every state in on this. We can't just have California. We can't have California and Florida or one or two other states. All states need to be all in on the Fair Pay to Play Act. but we need to be very careful about how we go about this. I don't think you can make the jump to athletes making salaries. You know, that's not what the Fair Pay, pay to Play Act is there for. Um, but yes, we do need to be very careful about how we go about this. I do think it is time that athletes receive benefits for their talents, for the work that they put in, because they do put in a lot of great work. They do bring in a lot of money to the industry. Um, but we need to be all in, all states in, the NCAA, they need to. You know, work with these states on how they're going to make this possible. Um, but I think I think it's time they receive money for their name and likeness. But we can't have them receiving a base salary. We love the game of college sports. You know, we love the the passion, the love that goes into the game, the atmosphere at a college game can't be beat. There's nothing like it when you've got a big time college game going on, and and there's just so much energy and excitement in it. And so we want these athletes to to benefit from their talent and their likeness. But we just need to be careful. Um, so going forward, we'd love to see these athletes in commercials receiving benefits from that when people are buying their jerseys. Um, but we just it's a slippery slope that we can't, we can't just start trudging through without a lot of caution. That's all we have for today's episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.